One, two, three, four. Hodgson around to Carey. Hodgson lassoed by Callis. Look at Callis. Look at Callis. And the All Blacks starting quickly. And that's a set. And away goes for Lau. I don't think they were running down. Kicks it. Takes it. That is a blinder from Nathan Lyon. Callis. Big boy back and white card running down. Oh boy. Where are we? Big boy. <laughs> Good football, good sports, good energies, good evening, everybody. This is Gumnut Sports. Welcome to your weekly dose of Australian sport. We are a man down this week. Jack is in the land of the rising sun. He is in Japan for a work endeavor. Uh, but we're still going to give him a call, see what he's up to, see if he's found anything out about uh, Japanese sporting culture or if he's just been pounding the screws. Oh, I hope not. Jesus Christ. Yeah, God. Disaster. I can see a cultural incident occurring. But despite being manned down, uh, we did learn some things this weekend. Now, this weekend was actually really interesting because on the surface I was like, oh, God, it's Mm. another boring, you know, usual. It's like we're getting into that mid-kind-of-season grind in uh, in the core footy codes. But then I actually had a look through the news and my God, there were some very interesting things that went on this weekend. There were. And in fact, I think something that's been consistent um, in all three footy codes is that it's inconsistent. Yeah. We're now yeah. at the point with, you know, the Lions in the AFL coming off the bottom of the table um, that there is a what you call a parity circle in all three codes, which is where you can get a team... Um, and look at them as having beaten another team and then that other team has beaten another team and then that team has beaten a different team and it kind of goes in a circle where everyone has beaten someone who's beaten another person and so no teams are better than each other but they're all better than each other. Yeah. It's, a, it's a paradox. The, the dominance the dominance matrices are fucked. That's a joke Ooh. for all the Math C students out there that are listening. <laughs> a big g'day from uh, <laughs> Professor a big Thorburn. <laughs> <laughs> to all two of you. Yeah. Um, what about you, Fisher? What were your big learnings? Oh, my big learning, uh, so this sprawls a lot, but just no one is safe just in, in terms of, and I'll understand what I mean. Everyone is at risk of getting seriously injured. So <laughs> let, let's look at the league to start with. Um, and do you guys remember the foot brawl like seven years ago, like with the Manly in Melbourne had that big fight? Yes, it was punch up. Punch up was back, a, aren't they? But was yeah. that was that a melee or was that a hullabaloo? That that last one was a melee. Just a fracker. This one, this one's just a fracker, I think. Right. So what's happened this week is there's I don't been know, a guy got punched square in the face. Oh, he was asking for it. He literally yeah. said, "Please punch me <laughs> in the eye." Socket. So so what what happened for our listeners? There was a bit of push and shove. So some words were said. You couldn't couldn't really hear it. That broke up, and then Dylan Walker of the Seagulls has turned to Curtis Scott of the Storm, and something must have been said. I'm not showing on. Because Scott has just gone boom, one, two, three on the face, fractured his eye socket. Um, so, yeah. It was massive. Fisher's right. For all the kids um, in the audience listening, that is how you do it. One, <laughs> two, right to the eye one, socket. One, two, three. Uh, Scott's out for two weeks with a suspension. Walker's out for six with an eye socket. So we all know who the winner is there. Oh, my God. You, you, hang on. Sorry, weeks. sorry, sorry. Let's just back up. You only get two weeks for punching I, somebody in the eye? I, I looked this up and I can explain how the suspension worked because I checked That this. is dumb. You get six so, weeks minimum in the AFL. So, this is part of the So what, what happened What happened here was, so the initial penalty is 400 points, which is a four-week suspension, right? 
It got knocked down to 300 because Scott pled guilty early. So it's like a week off. So yep. four weeks down to three. But then the uh, panel also said, we're going to take off one point for every minute he spent off because he got sent off for it. Right. So he spent um, 28 minutes off. So it went down to 272 points. So that's 200 points, a two-week suspension, plus 72 carryover points. So punch someone in the 70th minute. No, uh, the 52nd minute. I'm sorry, but never before in the history of rugby league has that mat- has that much maths been done about anything. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. I'm it's... surprised they could calculate this. Yeah, this is also the first time I've ever seen this level of detail reported on a suspension. <laughs> it's bizarre. Well, you're right about maths because on the weekend um, in the Manly game, two players got binned and they both were allowed back on the field uh, after about eight minutes. What? Oh, that's bad. So, yeah. That's gun that territory. Hang on. As in, like, they just didn't... They didn't count properly, and they just were <laughs> allowed back on the That's floor. awful. That's so That was going to be my gun nut, but I yeah. felt it was really pertinent yeah. for, uh, for your learning. Um, yeah, but even that brawl in the league was nothing compared to what happened in the Australian ice hockey match between Canberra and Sydney. So Ooh, what's arch, arch nemeses. Yes. Um, so the CBR Braves chairman, they're called the CBR Braves, not the Canberra Braves. Right. Anyway. CBR's way better branding. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I'll thanks, trust you on that. Thanks, it's EY. Like, <laughs> Canberra, CBR, it's like, the, it's like New York. Yeah, I but you don't NY. know where they play for. You don't know where they play yeah, for. They, they play for Keith CBR. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the learning. Uh, their chairman, Peter Chamberlain, has been stood down because he kicked off a melee in the stands. Oh, good. Good um, areas. So in, in the trenches. Very I agree. He, he was initially giving lip to one of the Sydney players. Mm-hmm. That player squirted water at him from a water bottle. So Chamberlain then tipped some beer on the player. Mm. At which place another Adequate. another spectator has grabbed a rubbish bin and hurled it about three meters into Chamberlain's head, which well, has kicked good. off a brawl in the stand. Wow, that's brilliant. That's yeah. very Caxton Street, isn't it? It's very Caxton, very ice hockey as well. Yeah. Very ice hockey. Um, so that's my learning. Um, no mm. one is safe. Everyone should fear when they go to a sports. Very game. interesting. Far out. Yeah, there were there sure. were melees aplenty. You there know, were. but um. Look, Joe, I've got to give you some credit here. I'm starting to buy into your theory that everything's a conspiracy. Buy in. I'm buying in. You can't buy in. It's already happening. Okay. You've, you've, you've bought in. Well, I'm, I think I have bought in because conspiracies are rife in the AFL right now. Mm. And I'm going to give you two fantastic what? examples. Post the seagull. <laughs> Post the seagull. Um, so... We had our mandatory exploratory effort in the AFL this week where GWS played Port Adelaide in Shanghai. G'day. Wait, really? No, yeah. no. Uh, Gold Coast. Sorry, Port Adelaide. GWS <laughs> was in Tassie. Fuck? If Port Adelaide played Adelaide in Shanghai. I was going to say, this Koshi, it, it is a conspiracy. <laughs> it is a conspiracy. Chairman Koshi. No, Port Adelaide played the Gold Coast in Shanghai. Mm. And uh, look, it was a miserable day, but the official report of crowd attendance came out. 10,689 people. That was higher than the yeah, Suns game that was in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's a it game. was. No, no, no. But have a look at the pictures from the match. There is no heavenly way on earth 
that there was 10,000 people was at this a, game. Was it a big there was, stadium? There was maximum 3,000 people there. They, they it did, was like it was in a castle with like a well-mown lawn. <laughs> like it was they like, did this last year as well, didn't they? They said it was like a sellout and then the area yeah. behind the goals, like the prime seating area was empty. Yeah. That, that was just yeah. like this year, but even worse. It yeah. looked like a local footy game. Yeah. So you know what? The AFL, it's a conspiracy. They're trying to inflate fake the numbers. News. They're it's trying to fake, fake news. news. It is fake news. They're putting it's, out fake numbers. We're being interest. gaslit. How many people were at Trump's inauguration? The other bit of conspiracy that came out, right? I think the AFL is trying to make Essendon lose. I reckon they're trying to double punish them for the whole uh, for the whole you know uh, drug saga. Are they slashing their bicycle tires? Exactly, they They are effectively. So what's happened is Essendon have actually won a game. They're winning a game. They've come out and they've absolutely smashed it along. They were up by like ten goals. Oh yeah, I did see this. Was big. Yeah, Yeah, they were up by ten goals. Right, three quarter time rolls around and they break from their huddles and somehow. Because usually this is all like officials monitor this stuff. Somehow, 19 players end up going back on the field. No. Hand void. And as the official rules state, if Joel Selwood, the captain, had have asked for a player count at that time and they would have found 19 players on the field, then all of Essendon's points for the game thus far would get wiped they go really? to zero. Now, oh Geelong were only 28 points ahead. Of the, only Essendon. had 28 points on the board at oh, the time. Oh, okay, so it was still possible. So they, there's a possible they still could have win. Luckily, um, Michael uh, Bagley, this was all before the siren went, yeah. he kind of like saw everybody gesturing and he's sprinted oh. off the field to try and be oh, like... One of the, one of the players. Yeah, he's, before he's the not- ball bounced because the ball hadn't been bounced yet. So as so soon as the ball bounced, you can request it. Right. But, but yeah, so he just fucking sprinted. So I reckon there's conspiracies that's, in the AFL, Joe. I'm buying in. That's really wow. interesting because in league, that's... I think the Bronco... Oh, the Broncos got a two-point... Two-competition point penalty one year, which I suppose is the win. So it's the same thing. But, I mean... Like New Zealand sevens team have scored a match winning try oh, over Australia with an eighth player on the Cheating field. When, you, when, you, when like, you're playing uh, a game of sevens and you've got eight on the field, it's, it's a bit like, more obvious, isn't it? <laughs> like, like it's brazen. It's daylight robbery. I, I mean, it's just one step from there to have, having triples in a tennis doubles match. Like, <laughs> if you miss that, you're really not doing your job as an official. That's good for show. Um, lastly, boys, I have a. An upside to all of this downcast conspiracy punching news. <laughs> all know. this conspiracy punching news. Exactly. I don't like nonsense. It. Um, and that is it. Last week, um, after the doom and gloom that was the the weekend sport for me, I said I would find a new team to support. Oh right? yes, you did too. I said I would find you know, a team that I could get behind and that wouldn't let me down. You know, that would inspire me but also entertain me. And after an exhaustive search. <laughs> I didn't find a new team, <laughs> but I found something better. Okay. I found a new sport. Oh, oh God. I have found yoga. <laughs> yoga, not okay, a sport. Okay, yoga, okay, okay. Hear me. It's yoga not is a not a sport. It's not a sport, all right? It's something else. Oh, my God. If you say it's a lifestyle, I'm going to punch Tom, you in the neck. Tom, yoga is a lifestyle. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry and right I now. believe, I believe I have never felt I am so, so angry right energized. now. Energized. Oh, the good energies, the good energies <laughs> flowing through. I think the conditioning coaches and trainers 
put their players through yoga in, in footy? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's Tom, honestly, I'm training. I don't know what I'm training for, but <laughs> yoga is the way, the truth, and the life. Joe. Believe in yoga. Joe, can you explain how you found yes. yoga? Oh, yep. So they've got it at work. Okay. <laughs> Once a week. Um, Joe's just started a new job, ladies and gentlemen. He's desperately uh, trying to fit into the real. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think I've gotten to the bottom of this. <laughs> Joe, can you claim an hour of this? On your timesheets. There is a job number. <laughs> yes. There is a job number for yoga. Um, and the trainers are very good, so I will return. Oh, my God. Yes, as I mentioned, we are one man down. We have sent Jack Spicer over to Japan to discover the different cultural sporting uh, endeavours that go on over there. And perhaps also, you know, just... Find out where the All Blacks are staying for next year's Rugby World Cup. Be good to know. Let's give him a call. Domo origato, Mr. Gumnut Rato. There he is. There he is. All right, Jack, we are recording now. How are you? I'm currently standing. I'm going to do this again. I'm currently standing in the middle of a Tokyo back street wearing nothing but a, a, a coloured nappy. And I've got, got a single weird look so far because the sumo championships are on and i am on a mission to understand it mate uh standing at a slender 55 and a half kilos uh i'm not sure if you're going to fit in within that crowd well i've just punched an entire pack of chips and i've had two different fried chickens today so i think we could be on well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Now, um, we have sent you over to Japan on a special assignment, haven't we? Yeah, look, boys, um, I've got to say, the sumo championships, it's baffling. So I thought I'd do a really quick WTF sumo just for those listeners that really want to get out of their sporting echo chamber. What do we think? Yeah, why not? Right, so for those unaware, sumo wrestling is a sport where two fat blokes with funky hair uh, try and push each out of a ring after throwing salt at various invisible demons that for some reason are also in the centre of this ring. Basically, you win when the other bloke is outside the circle or when any part of their body that isn't a foot touches the ground. Now, that seems pretty straightforward, but uh, like many Japanese things, it's it's steeped heavily in tradition, which to my uh, heavily caveated, uncultured Western eyes looks pretty dumb. So here's the thing, series of learnings that I have for you about sumo. Number one... They all live together in stables, even if they're married. So it's basically like that episode of Gladiator with Russell Crowe in it. <laughs> Number two, these stables are super hierarchical. So basically, if you're a junior sumo, you're the bitch of the senior sumos and you have to, like, clean their stuff and wipe their ass. It's very dark. Wipe what? their ass? That's Number a three. bit much. Weird. Stop there. Like a squire. What? It's a bit much. I mean, I know they're they squat like dunnies, but Jesus. Stuff. Can they not reach them? Are they that big? It's a... It's a, it's, a, it's a comfort women thing again. It's just it's bizarre. Oh, you know Jesus. you can pay for a blowjob here? They have blowjob bars. It's bizarre. You, you can anyway, do that. Side point. Oh, okay. Is that also the bad place? Uh, uh, it, well, it's, 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 it's like 30 bucks for, to, he's, to get a blowjob. He's researched. No wonder he's gone off the brief. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so fact number three about Supermos, they're not allowed to drive cars. Is well, that because they can't fit in them? That's not why, but uh, they're not allowed to drive cars because one died in a car accident, and they were like, "Oh, he's a bit, he's a bit fat, and we don't want to have to go through this again." <laughs> so they're not allowed to drive cars. It's, 
bizarre. Okay, number four, they never eat breakfast. That just doesn't sound nutritional. Counter, counter, well, I'm glad you asked, Tom, because they then have a highly fatty lunch and have a whole heap of scones afterwards. Then they sleep for hours, and it helps them put on heaps of weight, which is why that, interesting fact number three, I think- as a result, <laughs> they live on average 10 years less than an average Japanese person. So they so only they live to 120. <laughs> exactly. So basically what I'm saying is what we should do is get some seed money, investors, possibly you, the Gumnut Sports stable is on. Oh, I like it. We need to... We're, we're we, going to make our own. We need we're like... We're going to make our own. Well, even better, why don't we take that idea and we bring it into the uh, local sporting landscape? What about a commune full of rugby league players? That sounds like a disaster area. <laughs> I, like the int- I like the intent. I think we could Just get... Fu- Daly having scoos. <laughs> uh, Basically, I- mate, you've described the New South Wales origin pre-camp, and we know how that goes. <laughs> Uh, have you, um, having read Freakonomics, uh, apparently there's a lot of match fixing that goes on in the sumo wrestling. Have you encountered anything or heard anything about that? That's a genuine fisho yes. question. So I paid, I paid a hundred dollars for a man to, to fix a match for me, <laughs> but unfortunately it hasn't gone through yet. What did you fix? Pardon? Is a, is, is a man going to step his left foot outside the ring halfway through the fourth round? Like, how, how sophisticated is this fix? I've got 4,000 yen on a man's top not to fall off. Ah, very interesting. Very interesting. Good strategies. Yeah, good strategies. Good, which, is, which is obviously, you know, it's pretty common betting market. It's the most common one after throwing salt, which is usually like a one to two, kind of one dollar <laughs> and two cent thing, because it always does happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a learning experience, Tom. I've got to tell you, it's, uh, it's this is an unusual place. Yes. Well, the other thing that we wanted to talk to you about, Jack, is of course we've sent you over there to get you know down with the culture of sumo. But uh, Joe uh, has also told me that he's sent you over there with a bit of a special mission, haven't you, Joe? The rugby. What's going on with the rugby? Mate, I've I've the bugs are in place. The fix <laughs> is God. in. Gumnut listeners. We are making sure that we bug the All Blacks Hotel for Tokyo 2019. Very good. good. I am now starting to get weird looks, by the way, because I'm talking very loudly. <laughs> it's good. I want to hear. <laughs> you're you're not on a bus, speech. are you? That's a huge faux pas in Japan. <laughs> I'm not. Thank you, Fisher. I, uh, I did read about faux pas in okay. Japan. There are a lot of them, but mm. one of them was not getting your balls out and rubbing them on things. At least it wasn't written down anywhere. Okay. Okay, so you've um, you've bugged the Best Western Hotel just off the freeway for the uh, for the All Blacks uh, the All Blacks World Cup bid. Have you laid any other booby traps for them? <laughs> booby traps? No, but I made them a reservation at the Blowjob Bar <laughs> <laughs> for all of them. <laughs> uh, no, Aaron Smith exactly. got a reservation at the toilet down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack. Just quick last question: How many scoos have you had this today at this stage? I got home at 4 a.m. having done karaoke for the second time. Uh, and I've only been here two nights. <laughs> right. You're a madman. Thank you, Peter. The atmosphere of Origin games played here in Brisbane are quite different to anywhere else Origin has played throughout this country. And tonight, I think even more so. Power. Passion. Power. Passion. <laughs> two words repeated thrice. To describe State of Origin by our good friend, Phil Gould. <laughs> you, you only repeated 
Well, you said them twice and you only technically repeated them once. I didn't want to keep going. I didn't okay. want to... <laughs> it felt weird to keep going yeah. as, as his, his last word usually is. But yes, yeah. Fisho, you're right. It is a, all a bit ridiculous, but we all drink the Kool-Aid every year and we get into state of origin spirit. Now, origin uh, only two weeks out, teams yet to be announced but a lot has been going on in the rugby league this year. As uh, we talked about earlier, um, it's really anyone's game in the main competition. So we thought we would take you through uh, a little bit of an origin preview tonight. We want to talk about what has changed apart from just the beer sponsorships, uh, what we can expect from uh, this year's uh, mate versus mate, state versus state clash. And of course, we'll cap it off with some buys and sells. So we'll cap off all the good stocks on your origin radar. Now, Tom, I know you've got a question. I've got questions. You're burning for a question. I'm burning for questions. So, what's the general storyline? Because is the general storyline like this is the year that New South Wales finally has a shot? Is this the year where the Queensland Moros, it's like last year felt like we were like, holding on with dear life to the old stewards let, of our team. Let, and is this the year that New South Wales really have a shot? Um, is that the storyline? Yeah, basically, it, well, if it wasn't before last week, it definitely is now that Cam Smith is out oh, of nowhere. Sort of, rest, so, do you reckon he's, 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 he's sort of seen, oh, the ship might be sinking this year. Let's, let's just bail. So he's just, he's, he's held together. He's with held together tape. with sticky tape, literally. <laughs> so so I've, got a, I've got a stat here for you. Tackles in State of Origin. Cameron Smith has made the most tackles in State of Origin. He's made 1,566 tackles in State of Origin. That, that's 1,566 more State of Origin tackles than I've made. Exactly. <laughs> the next highest, 813. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Who, who is that, by the way? Uh, Gary Larson. Okay. And then I after that, that, Nate is. Miles with about 770. My so, God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for, for context as well, Phil Gould, uh, so Paul Gallen is down there also on around 750. So just, I guess that tackle stat really gives you an indication of just how long this journeyman, this tired dad has been sticking around, bloody, you know, being a senior in this team. So what happens when you take him out? What happens when you take out the dad from the team? Well, it's it's like when the king, drug king, kingpin is killed. There's a power vacuum, right? <laughs> but but so, so vibe, <laughs> vibe versus performance, because yes, he's got the captain's vibe. But look, to be honest, he's not. I mean, yeah, he can defend, but he's not like a playmaker or anything. He's solid, oh. but. He doesn't have the magic. I, I think that's comment. He doesn't have the, You remember Pablo Escobar at the end of his reign? <laughs> he was so fat he couldn't he couldn't hold a gun. He was all like screeching. Cameron Smith can <laughs> hold a gun. Um, he's too old, Fisher. That's what I'm saying. Look, he's too old. Look, he's. I, I I will say he's possibly too old. I I reject your assertion that he was basically just along for the ride the last few years. But yeah, there is there is two big vacuums now. There's who comes into the hooker spot, yes. and who's going to be captain. So that's two things. Because also Cronk retired from representative football last True year. That. He would have been next in line, or oh, no, third in line. Second in line is Thurston. Who is he injured or is he retired from? Re- he's not playing this. Oh, year. Oh look, he's regardless. not he's not in form. He's not playing. So I think we can kind of count him out. But look, player movements are just one part of this, right? Yeah. No Cameron Smith. Um, a change blues lineup. There's not going to be any Mitchell Pierce. That's just one facet. But what I really want your thoughts on is the beer sponsorship. 
Ah, uh, that's right. right. We explained before how there was a, a fracas, yes. if you will, uh, where the NRL is sponsored by VB, the Blues are sponsored by Tui's, and Queensland sponsored by Forex. Mm. Right? It's a power struggle. Mm. But it's the, a classic but power the struggle. the NRL have kind of come in over the top, uh, and VB and I think CUB have wanted to put Great Northern in at uh, Lang Park for the Queensland games. Now, Great Northern, not a bad brew. Other beers are available, but not a yeah. bad brew. But what do you think of this? No Forex at Origin in Queensland. Is it, is it a Holocaust? It, as, <laughs> as, well, it's like I, as, as embarrassed as I am to say Australia's nationals, it's stitched into the fabric of like, – like State of Origin without Forex. Like can you mm. imagine – like you know that scene where all the Queensland supporters were chucking v, uh, Forex cans oh, yeah, on the yeah. field? When Wally got sent. Yeah, when yeah. Wally got sent and, you know, someone could have died and it was horrible. Wouldn't have had the same impact if they were like Great Northern or 150 <laughs> Lashes, would they? Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine if it was the rugby union? They'd be throwing down their like – John, John Boston, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know fruity, like, fruity ales or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a Cabernet Sauvignon from 2018. Imagine if it was like the AFL in Melbourne, they were throwing their cheese boards out. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's that sort of thing. It just really, it's such a, it's been such a part of it recently. And because, like, I, I mean, like, also, you look at, you're at Milton and you look one way and there's Suncorp. You look the other way and there's the Forex factory. Yeah. Where's the great Northern factory? Yeah, no, you're right. But, you know, yeah. it's just it's it's, it's just not ingrained not, in the culture. I think it'll uh, be a different experience. It will. I know I'm going a bit old man shakes fist at cloud sort of here, but you know, it's just, <laughs> you are, it feels you look a bit like different. an old man, Fisho. So <laughs> yes, it's like a brand. wise man. Yeah, so I guess um, so. Players have changed. Um, sponsorships change. I think as well the coverage. Maybe it's just me, but the coverage seems like so far it's been a little bit quiet. Yeah, not yeah. the usual. Vitriol from our good friends at the Courier Mail, um, and I haven't seen anything in the papers uh, in in Sydney. It well, needs to fire up a bit. Yeah, because yeah. well, how, how far out are we? Like two, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, it's, a, well, it's about now that it starts kind of teaming up. But that that was going to be one of my questions because that was what I was going to say mm. initially before this weekend. I was going to say, you know, rugby league feels like it's kind of tempered yep. down. We've obviously had a big biff this this weekend. But what is the potential for fireworks of the fisticuffs kind? Do we still mm. believe that there's the passion in origin to produce a good melee? Well, it, there's, there's two things to know. Last year, Boyd Cordner came out and said, we're not going to buy into the whole ethos of sledging them and like throwing fists and all what of a that. Sook. Um, well, so on one hand, there's that aspect going, and there's not a, there's a lot of new guys in, so don't have like years of history and all that. <laughs> on the years other, of punching on. <laughs> uh, the other hand, the Blues said, "Oh, we're not going to do any of that last year," and then they lost the series yeah, how's, again. How's that so, going for you, yeah. Cattle Dog? I say, go back yeah. to the good old days. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what it is though. I think off-field drama brings on-field drama. No one has mm. taken a shit yet. <laughs> my my uh, buy-sell of the league season at the start that there would be a poo scandal is yet to come yep. to fruition. But yep. I think I think you were it was a, a wise longer-term investment. I think market <laughs> conditions are just right for a turn in because they're about life. to go into training camp. Exactly, Nate Miles. If you're listening, please do this for the code. <laughs> shit somewhere. Shall we? Um, shall we do a bit of buy and sell? Yeah. To round off. I think we should. So um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, or Tom, do you want to go first? Look, I'll go I first you, I because I have the first. least to say. <laughs> um, my big buy, and this is because I just saw a headline and I've heard people say interesting things about him. Andrew Fafita. 
Of Ooh. Voodoo. I'm a, I'm a big buy. Oh, think, you're not. Wait, is that as a Queensland supporter? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a big buy for the competition in general. I think he adds a bit of spice, even though he's a little bit, you know. He's a bit how you going. Horrible. He's a bit how he's you going. He's a devastating yeah. ball runner. He's though. a devastating ball runner. I think that he's going to add a bit of pep and a bit of spice because that's what I'd like to see, mm. a bit of spice in origin, yeah. and I think he can deliver it. In spades. What's the ticket for that one? Uh, the ticket for that one is FFF. FFF. Surely AFF. Surely AFF. Andrew for feeder. show. have you got a buy for it? My buy, and this is partially just, you know, staying loyal and true to my, and something I really believe in, partially because I sort of missed the memo and I'm going winging this one. Um, uh, ben Hunt, uh, what was the ticker for that one? I think it was BHT. It was DROP. No. <laughs> Memories of the Grand Final. Now, I, so I, before the season, said, look, he's going to go do wonders at the Dragons, uh, the Dragons who are currently topping the table. He is crushing it as halfback there. Mm. So he with is actually. Thurston yeah. and Cronk out, there's a vacuum in the halves. And with Smith retiring, there's a vacuum in the hooker position, and he can play halfback or hooker. He's done them both very well. He's been doing well at the Dragons all season. He's previously been in the Maroons setup. I think he could be, you know, to step up to the plate and sort of fill the void there. Wow, so he's gone from a sell to we should clone him, basically. <laughs> he was never a sell. You want, for like, you want, for like, me, he was always a buy. You want a Ben Hunt ETF. <laughs> yeah, he, he was always a buy. Like, I, that, my retirement fund is in him it's now. in Ben Hunt. Wow. wow. I like Jesus, it. you're a brave man. <laughs> Uh, so I've got a good friend, Freddie. Freddie, I was going to say Freddie Flintoff. He's always a buy. <laughs> no, Freddie Fittler, coach of the Blues. That's right. Code well, this comes back FRD. to. I think that was one of my buys way back when. Yeah, it yeah. Was after oh, Lebanon. Yeah. <laughs> after Lebanon, exactly. that's right. So, Freddie, specifically, I'm 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 uh, calling a, a good short term opportunity. Mm, with okay. Freddie, right. He's very good in the short term, and I can tell you that because. On the, in July 2007, right, the Roosters coach, um, Chris Anderson, quit the club 48 hours after the team lost 56 nil to Manly, right? It was like their wor- second ever worst loss. Anyway, Freddie steps up to the plate as like a drunk kid in boardies, um, and he starts <laughs> coaching from round 18, and then the team was undefeated until August. Wow. In his first ever Short coaching. Short-term impact. Round 18's in like mid-late July though, isn't it? Yeah, they only yeah. got a couple rounds to July. go. Yeah, well, as you said, so he's undefeated till August. That's like exactly. three, that's like three games. That's all that he needs Bisho, to be. That's all he that's needs it, to that's do. That's exactly okay. origin. I have three games. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <my laughs> so it's brilliant. Yeah. So anyway, they're undefeated till August, and that includes beating eventual premiership winners Melbourne, who were later stripped for, of their their um, premiership oh. cheating. Right. Um, he also helped Lebanon beat France <laughs> in their first ever, well, his first ever. Um, round of the Rugby League World Cup. So I think Freddie is a really good buy if you want to make a quick buck. Interesting. The best part is you can short him later. (laughs) So I think... You can short him after game two. Exactly. So (laughs) buy him now, his stock rises, sell him pre-game two. Exactly. Yeah. Also, unlike Laurie Daly, who, as we touched on last year in the podcast, he probably won't be drunk or training camp, so that's probably buy him. No, No, Laurie likes... Does Laurie like pingers or is he on the burgers? <laughs> no, no, Laurie, we complained was, about him not liking to. to no, that's get what one up that's why I said last year. I nominated, I nominated him for Governor of the Week because part of the reason he got the sack was there was huge like bar tabs at their camps, but none of the players were drinking. So it's just him and the mates like getting on the beers or training camps. Strange bloke, Tom. Yeah. 
Speaking of strange blokes, have you got a cell for us for Origin? Oh my god, what's the name? Gus Gould. Okay, thank you. Um, look, my cell is going to be controversial, right? It's going to cut to the very fabric of this sport. Oh my god, who is it going to be, Tom? I'm shorting Gus Gould. Cheap. I think Cheap. he's lost his fervor. He's not. I have, no, he's I'm, not. He's a combat. No, 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 you no, no, Stick no, no. with him for life. No, no, no. I think he's losing it. I think that he's. Uh, his, his inspirational speeches last year were just not very good. I remember the classic ones. I remember two or three years ago. Well, you may as well turn the sprinklers on at the other end. Or before it was a hologram. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was fantastic, right? But new age Gus Gould, I feel like he's losing it. I feel like he's losing some of that, uh, that intensity that you need in the pre-game, like, camera swirly Oh, Gus's monologue. last word. Yeah. Are you the, short Channel 9. Yeah. Are you the sort of guy that says he's sick of Powderfinger? <laughs> no, Fisher's right, actually. <laughs> it's like you're saying you're shorting money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Gus is social currency, I guess. So I'm, I'm, I'm betting on a, uh, on a big uh, stuff up or a underwhelming last word from Gus. Maybe. Origin. Uh, look, I think you might be right. Maybe just a Gus, like, head explosion, brain explosion in the commentary box. Like, he starts going on a tangent about, like, mandarin farms or something. Yeah. <laughs> like... One of his side side projects. Well, this team's just like a ripe mandarin. The peel, the outside, it's not thick enough. <laughs> That's good. Good for me. Fisho. Um, I, I'm going to go a bit of a weird one, but going out on the limb, and I'm going to sell uh, st- Sunday State of Origin games. Sunday State of Origin oh, games. Yes, great Yes. So um, State of Origin 2, our listeners may know, is on the Sunday this year, and that is... I'm not sure if that's the best or the worst thing. Well, the thing is... That's, I, that's a tough I've, call, actually. I've, that's I've, line ball. I've thought about this a lot. And now, a big issue with Origin is it's a big night on a Wednesday. You you go to a mate's place, yeah. you get the snags out. Yep. You, you Domino's takes an hour and a half to get to you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Corn chips are on the car. Um, but I've, I've realised all of the bad things about Origin on a Wednesday uh, because you still have to go to work Thursday morning. Origin on a Sunday doesn't fix oh, it's that. compounded, Fisho. And then also, oh. now you don't have this, like midweek like beacon if you're having a rough work yeah, week you're like you just need to get through origin you wake up next day thursday thursday's basically friday and friday's basically the weekend hey he's getting like, it it, he's basically, getting it. <laughs> it basically like the midweek um origin really is helpful so like if it was a friday or a saturday i'd really get around it but i think by a sunday i mean yeah you have extra time to prep but i mean everyone just says beers and snags that doesn't take that long no you're right worst sunday session ever because you got the mates over whatever everyone's like leaving right on full time there's no post-match and then if you go out for it you're feeding you know two pineapples through the old uh, fruit machine and it's a sunday night <laughs> yeah. it's a disaster come yeah. monday also if 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 your team loses, like you can't, you can't start the week with an origin loss. No, that's not at all. just a horrible. You're self harming, basically. Yeah, <laughs> no, agreed. Um, so my cell is a little bit nebulous, but um, it is still V I B the ticker, and it's the vibe. I'm selling the vibe. <laughs> the reason I'm selling the vibe is because game is it game one at the MCG? Yes, game one at the cool. MCG. Kicking it off at the MCG. Look, I know it's the best stadium in the world, but you're just too far away for the action. You can't hear a fist smacking into the flesh of a jaw (laughs) from, you know, 60 metres in the grandstand at the bottom level, right? Origin's about being up close and personal and power and passion and power and passion. And in a stadium like the MCG, far from being the cauldron 
that it is at you know Suncorp or even I'll give it to ANZ. I think you're just too far away and it's too big and it's not going to work. It's Interesting. The it's the vibe. I, I just I always find it weird that the record crowd for a state of origin match between Queensland and New South Wales Wales is in Melbourne. Yeah. Like that just sort of does it. That's because people from Melbourne love yelling, holding the ball, and they get to do that for <laughs> yeah, every tackle. Because everyone's holding the ball. No prior, sir. Holding the ball. Here goes Palmer, who picks it out of bounds on the floor. How could anyone do that? Uncut. Gum nut of the week. Who is the biggest Gus on the bus? This is Gumman Under the Week, where we find some of the funniest stories from the worlds of sport and bring them right to your ears for your listening pleasure. And uh, tonight we've only got a three-way gum nut of the week, obviously, Ooh, with Jack out. He uh, he failed to submit his entry. Um, but, boys, I feel like we can still deliver a strong segment here. So, Fisho, start us off with uh, something powerful, something that really hits us in the silly muscle. All right. My gum nut goes to the Argentinian Football Association. Now, so there's obviously... I didn't a, know they played rugby league. Wait, what kind of football? Uh... Soccer. The, soccer. Oh, soccer. okay. Yeah. Soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why the hell would it be rugby league? Surely rugby would be next. <laughs> Lebanon. Uh, Let's know if you're Argentina. No, well, they're kind of, they've got a tree on their um, flag. It's a bit obscure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Also bring that back, Joe. Just, you, you've got... Oh, Joe finally made a geography uh, faux pas. I'm in. We're gonna, I've got company. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I'll cut that. Out. Oh god. <laughs> I anyway. Um give us the meat and souvlaki. All right. So a lot of Argentine uh, Argentinian journalists are also going to be going over to Russia to cover the Football World Cup. And what seems to be standard practice is the Argentinian Football Association put together like a handbook of things to know in Russia. So something about rules Oh, and here do. we go. Um, and anyway, so they've put together the Russia handbook and they've had to apologize because this handbook contains a section entitled what to do to have a chance with a Russian girl. I like it. Yeah. Tax evasion. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, uh, so tips have included, uh, make sure you're clean, smell good and dressed well, dress well. I found that always works for me. Yeah. What really <laughs> works for my mum as well. If I want to get fed. <laughs> And the other tip is because Russian women are beautiful, many men only want to sleep with them. The advice is to treat the woman in front of you as if she is someone of value. Well, they're not like, wrong. Also not wrong. Not wrong advice. <laughs> but also, this is... No wonder the economy is down the drain. Yes. This kind of, it's, it's short-term advice. It's not, it's not long-term investment. No, they're not playing the long game. Here. Basically, basically they've paid some... Like, there's a lot of things wrong with this, but yeah, I'm not going to break them down. But the Argentinian Football Association for including this yeah. in their pack. So, yeah. well, clearly, there's such a, a brain drain going on in that country with all the smart people leaving because of the economy. The only people left are basically uh, winemakers and pickup <laughs> artists. <laughs> That's what's happening here. Taking the red wine with the red pill. <laughs> Could say that. Yeah, that was point number seven on the list. It's like, do not give them the red pill. <laughs> All right, so I got one for you. Uh, it's a bit of a skid mark, if you get my drift. I think Tom knows. Is it a stain on humanity? Well, he's getting rid of the stain, oh. if you will. But Tom, you'll identify with this as a, a fellow undies enthusiast, or lack of. <laughs> So uh, Warriors, as in the um, New Zealand Warriors Rugby League team, uh, their centre, Anthony Gelling, um, he he had this pair of undies that he called his lucky undies that he would wear for every game, right? I'm assuming he washed them. 
Um, but he kept on um, you know, he kept on having having poor games. He kept on getting pulled off the field, injuries, things like that. Wearing these undies this year, so he was like, maybe they're they're not so good after all. Anyway, he um, he realized that he played in the same pair of undies, um, and every time he played in them, the team had lost. So he wore them for training instead. He was like, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, he rolled his ankle <laughs> during training with the undies. He was like, oh my god, it's the undies. So he was like, fine, time to break the curse. And he's posted this like four minute Facebook video that's kind of like an exorcism of his undies, where he has just he's destroyed his undies in about ten different ways, yeah. including he's run over them, he set them on fire, he shot them, he hit them with a baseball bat. Uh, I think he had friends like kind of doing wrestling moves on them. But it's safe uh. to say the undies are gone. Okay. And um, I think I'm not even sure if this is a gum nut of, of the week as much as it is a dally nut, but I'm actually giving the nut to the undies. <laughs> the, the undies are the gum nut. The undies are the nut. They have supported two nuts for long enough. Now it's time for them to, to, to be, be the, the nut nuts. themselves. Exactly. So um, Anthony Gelling's undies. Yeah, I like that. That's a very, very strong one. I like that very much. Um, so look, I'm going to I'm gonna be a bit risque here. Yeah. I'm nominating the Brisbane Lions. Oh, get wrecked. For Gum Nut of the Week. No, After- no, no. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on one Tom, bloody second. Jason Akamanis is on the phone. One speak. bloody second. No, no. Before you get into this, they've toiled away, had a lot of very close losses against very good teams. They've had, they finally thrashed the Hawks. I always feel this is inadmissible regardless of what's happened. Well, that's a shame because they're all silly, okay? And now it started off in the actual game, right? Charlie Cameron has done something very idiotic. He's marked the ball in the uh, goal square, which is an automatic kick right in front because no matter where you mark it in the goal square, you get a kick from front. He played on. Kicked it to somebody 30 metres out on a 45-degree angle. Okay, that's that's very bad. It was the captain. It was the captain. Why didn't didn't he just go for the the Uh, kick? There was, like, speculation that he thought he was outside, so he, like, centred it to be careful. But he sent it to the captain, so it's fine. But that's not my gum nut. But that was very, that's very close. still very okay. That is my okay. my gum nut is actually going to go to uh, the new recruits of the Brisbane Lions. Right, this is their first win of their season. Right, this is their moment to shine. Did they go to Showgirls? Cameron Rayner, no, has come out and said that he turned to YouTube to learn the team song. Because he's never heard it before. Oh, now, you know what? And he, oh. I'm, I'm fine with that. He came out and he goes, oh, I've been practicing for a while, hoping that this day was going to come. I think Charlie Cameron was just humming along a bit. But as the winds start to come, hopefully the boys will know more of the words. That's genius. <laughs> oh. So my gum note goes to the new players of the Brisbane Lions. Boys, just learn the words of the song, all right? Get around it. Don't You don't need to hum it in the circle. That's actually genius. This is time for you to belt it out. Tom, that's obliquity. That's your share moment. You no, know, it's obliquity, which is where you, you get to your objective, but via a weird way, which is we want to win, but not for our fans or anyone. We just want to win so we can sing, sing the, the song, song exactly. so people learn the song. And then all of a sudden they come out and they start singing the French national anthem and they're like, what's going wrong here? That's my favourite bit. <laughs> 
just every rugby test against France, just as it starts. We, we are the pride of oh, France. You can see the surprise in all the French players because they didn't get a huge cheer yeah. as they came out. Yeah. There's a lot of noise, especially, and they can't make the words oh. out. So it's like, does everyone just know the national? For those of you that don't know, the Brisbane Lions theme song is actually set to the tune of the French national anthem for for reasons surpassing understanding. I, I, I actually didn't know it was the French national anthem until I went to the French. <laughs> it's so good. It was um. Oh. Suncorp Stadium, I was there and we were playing against 2008, France. I think. Like, yeah. yeah. And it, you could see they were just baffled. That, <laughs> they're like, oh, why are we get? why does everyone know the words? Wait a second. What's going on <laughs> they're here? They're not saying vive la France. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're just upping Brownie and the boys. Why will we always fight for v- victory like Fitzroy and Bears of old? Who is this Fitzroy? Okay, let's, right, let's fight. Um, I'm going to go for Charlie Cameron and the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, lack of. The they, lack of yeah. singing Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to vote for the Undies Man. Undies Man. Because I think that's very funny. Because at least, can I just say, oh, I'm going to quick comment here. In the era of professional sports going too far and not allowing players to have a personality, this man is a shining beacon. Oh, he is. Um, uh, I have to go admitting you don't know the team song. That's just such a <laughs> it's good faux pas. Like, I, I've been there. Like, I remember Nathan Lyon saying, because when he was hand over to sing the team song for the Australia, that's when we, they started like a nine game losing streak or something. <laughs> and he said the breakthrough. But he was there itching to go. Charlie Cameron's there being like, oh, yeah. Like, how, I'm, I'm how, safe for another week because we've lost. How little faith do you have in your team to not learn the team song? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's very good. It's a strong nut. So, so having said that, via previous Gumnut rules, because we're not all here, this doesn't count, correct? Oh, that's that's what? very good. To Since show. when has that that's been a rule? Uh, they, no, this is my you, first win in like weeks. Uh, so they made a rule once when you were away, <laughs> and it would have been my first win, but that was back in the let's keep Fisho from winning. That was how we prevented him from having a win for about six weeks. Fortunately, they forgot the second time I won when there was only three. But, oh, uh, scenes. Is that is that admissible? I think that's admissible. Yeah, well, it, it's the opposite of the Essendon game where they had too many players on the field because we've actually got <laughs> Not too few. So unfortunately, Tom, your hand is void. Oh, yeah, so go. I'm going to issue a host cam. Count, and we've only got three, so all your votes have been wiped. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this week on Gumnut Sports. Uh, make sure that you tune in next week because, ladies and gentlemen, big news. It is our one-year anniversary episode Ugh. next week. It's going to be an extravaganza. Wow. And by extravaganza, I mean we're going to do the same thing that we normally do. Chicks, coke, <laughs> fucking sports, pokies. <laughs> Horses, it's all going off. Jigsaw puzzles, <laughs> ride on mowers. Um, is this a good time to point out that we'll be having an event for it? No, let's not overpromise. All good, right, everybody, that- see you later. <laughs> Hope you have a really good week.